Let's start this puppy off. <laughs> the year's 2007, it's the 7th of November, and you're wasted away on the North Coast. The group tonight is... Patty. Oh, Patty's there. Wow. <laughs> hey, Mike. Oh, man, hey. <laughs> this is a special event. Can't you imagine not here in person? Yes, but I have... I'm the foreign correspondent once again. Yes. <laughs> You're on satellite phone over in the Mideast? Is that why we have such well, a delay? <laughs> the who, 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 what, so. voice, what voice is that for two week, two podcasts in a row? Hud. Uh, <laughs> Hud. And, and Mickey. And Schmo. And we have a little, we have an audience of... Uh, <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. Audience of one. See, look at this. I'm running this ever since I've got here. Now the, the, the size of this project's increased. I'm bringing fans with me. You're redesigning our T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, really an audience now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow, so we can look forward to there be laughter and clapping and everything. Yeah, hooting and hollering. Maybe a little booing. I might have to add that That's in. Snickering. Post, but... <laughs> yeah, so snickering. Really, maybe, maybe sneaking out. <laughs> Whatever that sounds like. So uh, what's going on, guys, since we last met? In the world of Jimmy Buffett. So that's my cue? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, going on in Buffett News? I think it was the day after we did our podcast, there was news of a book on uh, Amazon.com called the, the Jimmy Buffett Concert Handbook. Um, was announced, even though it's not coming out till uh, June. But uh, at first I was really excited about it because I know there are some concert books that, that gather up every set list, every known set list, and... Uh, they're like archives of, of concerts that performers and, and groups do. Unfortunately, this is not one of those. It's uh, basically just like a, a tie-in, a cash-in book on how to uh, make coconut bras and grass skirts. And be nice if they the, told you how to get tickets at uh, a reasonable price. The, all, the ultimate, uh, the ultimate tailgate kind of thing, which is stone, which is a reason for me not to buy. Yes, but I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my scathing review of it till June third when the book comes out. <laughs> then he'll give the scathing. <laughs> June third, yeah, June third. Wow. That's um, when he unleashes on it, really. <laughs> and since our last episode, Jimmy did three concerts. He did the second of two shows at Las Vegas, and then he did his two shows in Tampa to wrap up the Bama Breeze tour. The uh, Las Vegas show was. Should have been at. Yeah, that that Patty should have gone to was uh, kind of a flashback to the Fillmore show because he did God's Own Drunk and Rainy Day Women, number 12 and number 35. But uh, the probably the most remarkable moment for me was toward the end of the show. Well, they'll stone you when you don't know what you said. They'll stone you if you are a parrot head. They'll stone you when you're dancing on the hill. Thank you, Bob.
Okay. Uh, there's little doubt that the history of Las Vegas is a, that of a pirate town. Well, I just had a senior moment here, didn't I? Yes, I did. Okay. What the hell does this say down here? Okay, we're going to leave it up to you. Okay, I kind of fucked up the set list here. I'm sorry. I must have gotten stoned. We're gonna let you determine the order. We're gonna do pirate or piece of work. So which one? All who want pirate next? Piece of work. It's obvious that Roger wanted to do piece of work. And then after they were done. Thank you. That was. That was one of the coolest versions of Pirate Looks at 40 I have ever heard. It's, I love that new arrangement. I really do. Then uh, Thursday, November 1st, he did the first show at Tampa. He started with Fruitcakes. And the encores for that show were We Are the People Our Parents Warned Us About and Trying to Reason with Hurricane Season. I figured I'd do one from, uh, from where it all started many, many years ago when a, when a young man drove all the way to Key West, Florida and went, yeah, this is cool. Squalls out on the Gulf Stream, big storms coming soon. Passed out in my hammock, gotta slept the way past noon. Stood up and tried to focus. I know I wouldn't have to move far I sure could use a bloody mirror So I stumbled next door to the bar And then two days later on Saturday, November 3rd He wrapped up the final show with uh, Starting off with On the Road Again And he also did Jolly Mon Sing Max sang Last Man Standing And the encores were Rainy Day Women Number 12 and Number 35 again Wow. Another Saturday night because it was Saturday night. And the last song of the tour, Tin Cup Chalice. Roger Klein's favorite. Before the show, they interviewed Mr. Utley, and he admitted that, uh, or he hinted, that work has already begun on releasing the Paris concert as a CD-DVD set. I don't even know what, what uh, has there been new studio recordings uh, with Jimmy uh, not, not planned yet. out or thought no, about? No, well, um, you know, we got the Anguilla thing coming out uh, the 6th. Yep, that's uh, on Tuesday. That's on a, Tuesday. Next thing we'd be talking about, that's, that's quite a uh, set. Right, and then we're working, Mac and I are sort of, uh, and along with Stan Kellum, uh, the, the video director who does the DVDs um, the uh, live from Paris oh, good. which I don't know what it's going to be called we're just starting to work on it because it never fails if they wanted it yesterday <laughs> yeah, of course they, they being the powers that be the powers know. that be yeah. which brings us to November 6th Tuesday when Jimmy's Live in Anguilla CD DVD set was released and 
The latest news story is Wednesday, November 7th, a bunch of jerk-offs assembled at a racquetball club to record some Buffalo-based podcast, and the CMA Awards are on ABC, and Jimmy is probably right now accepting the award for the musical event category. Getting ready to go on stage to sing. And that's the news. Thank you for May the good news be yours. We don't have, like, a typewriter. Who, uh, who, we're such losers, we don't have the DVD CD set, except for I do. Mickey. It came out, but since I'm, We're not the, ready to talk it, to I'm the only one that's got it so far, so we might as well just hold off on reviewing that till next week or Next week, I challenge whatever, everybody to go weeks, buy it. Oh, you can take your challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you hope I, I'm looking forward to this one. All right, so our homework this week. Well, actually, we did get we did get mail. But yeah, listener Ed Listener was, Ed gave us... Kind enough to give us a review, his own review of the uh, Livin' Anguilla set, but we might as well just hold off till next time. Yeah, we'll hold that for next time, though. He got piqued my interest simply because of his his common theme, Tina looked good. (laughs) And that was just the one item in our huge mailbag, right? Right. Oh, yes, yes. What else is in her mailbag? Well, I found all sorts of ways to to mortgage my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Free people laptop. Are, people are really concerned about my manhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Mick, all of us are. <laughs> so, our homework this week, hot water. Phil, well, you had good comments. Whose big idea was that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it was some genius. We let HUD pick the album after showing up finally, but twice yeah, in a row. Yeah, I picked the cool. album. I said, oh, boy, Hot Water's got a lot of good songs on it. That's how I picked it. <laughs> I heard it more like, we better review well, Hot Water next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I go right, with, right off the bat with the very first song, which brings it all back to Jimmy and what he's gotten away from if you listen to that noise was Patty's cassette. We <laughs> have a cassette of hot water. Yeah, what the heck was that? Patty brought her cassette with her, and she's now got the. Uh, she's got the little. Uh, <laughs> That's why they got rid of cassettes. She's got the cassette cover out trying to read it. Patty had a milestone birthday recently, which, and you could probably guess what it was because she has a cassette of hot water, which was released in before we get to nineteen eighty eight. 1988, very good. Hud. June something, June and 20th, Hud, June 20th, 1988 was when it was released. And HUD was on to something, the very first song? Homemade music. And yeah, you were saying, Jimmy, getting oh. back to, remember? And then the cassette interrupted you. <laughs> no. Uh, I made my point. That, that is the perfect example of Jimmy when he's at his heyday and where he's gotten away from, in my opinion. And... What's kind of turned me away from Jimmy, even though I flopped this CD and listened to it probably five times in the last three days, brings it all back that these are the best CDs he's ever had when you go back and listen to it. And then when you listen to the very first song, it was ironic that you throw it on and that's the song. And I'm like, yeah, that sums it up for me. I like the song. It's a good song. I don't know what's Wow, that, that really stands up against Hugs Review there. <laughs> I really can't add anything either. I listened oh, I to the whole album before before I came here, and I really nothing really jumped out at me to say. It's like overall this album is great. I, I love every song. I love almost every song on this album. And and uh, I just love the overall sound of it. I, I love the whole New Orleans feel to it. I love the bluesy feel to it. And I really can't pick out any particular thing to, to mention. So 
That's it. I'll be seeing you guys. <laughs> no, no it's, it sounds good. The album sounds yeah. good. All the songs to the, and this all the music is, is, I don't know, just that whole era of style is what yeah. I truly like. And it's really discouraging. I checked out the, uh, the listener reviews on Amazon, and this album is getting dumped on. People oh. are saying, oh, we, Jimmy should have taken more time on it. It sounds like crap. It needs more work. It's the and, way I just said it sounds good. Yeah, and it's it's it just proves my point that that anybody can post anything on the internet. No, it just proves <laughs> my point going back to it's the same simpletons who just want to say they're quote parrot heads yeah. and want to jump on the Jimmy wagon and, and think that his best music was, you know, the songs he plays fifty times every time you see him. And get away from that and dig into the better stuff. Yeah, they have no idea about any of the other stuff. They, they don't get that far. No, their are greatest hits. I'm going to steal a line from from Joe's uh, football experience over the weekend. They're Walmart parrot heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which means they got songs you know by heart or whatever they wanted to call it. Yeah. And that's your true 2000-ish parrot head is, that, is their take on it. They went to one Jimmy. concert and think they know. Yeah. Or they're just, you know, take the company tickets from work and go to a Jimmy concert for the party. Right. Get some free yeah, tickets. Yeah, go to the bathroom during these good songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this album really isn't a parrot hat album because there's no particular party anthem on it. Right. The closest you get to yeah. the tropical right. kind of sound is King of Somewhere Hot, and that's not really like a drinking song or anything, so... And, the, and there is no, um, like, song he has, he has to play, right? I mean, this isn't one of the ones, there's not one no. of those that, that he's forced to play. No. That he feels forced to play. No, I, you could probably go back all the shows. How many songs have you heard off this? He used to do Smart Woman. Smart Woman, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah once, he once you get past that era, yeah, how, well, much, yeah. how much you hear? Speaking of King of Somewhere Hot, it is on the Live in Anguilla concert thing, so... Yes, I you, you hear that once in a while. And so yeah, is that's what living is to me too. That's part of the beach concert. That's a great song. Mm -hmm. That is an awesome song. Yeah, it's it's So he hasn't forgotten about this album. And I that's funny that they But said most it. of the songs on here, the only time I heard them was the tour for this album. I kinda like yeah. Greatheart. I kinda like the yeah. the flow towards the end of the C D. Yeah, he did that for the uh the uh, Beach House on the Moon tour? Isn't that how it started? Yeah, that's a, that African sound. He was into that, isn't that that Johnny Clegg song? Yep. Right. That, he covered that. And the African style, I mean, Paul Simon was just a couple years earlier, did his African stuff. Mm -hmm. So, it started bringing that. Eddie's in the minority, I believe. Wow. Oh, there's a the familiar as this group goes. Oh. <laughs> Hear the howls of pain after Patty said <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the howls no! of the damned. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Pretty much the CD does have well, remember a the, bunch of good tunes. Remember the, there was a video for Homemade Music, right? With Judge Reinhold in it. Yeah. yeah. There's, and I think, I think it was Buffett World said that the video never saw the light of day, but we did see a snippet of it in the commercial for that concert, because that was the only time that I had seen it. And I believe it was that same commercial that, that brought up the whole Navile thing. The Navile Brothers thing. Navile <laughs> Brothers. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. That's George, what the George, George Blaha. Blaha. Or as my yeah. kids call him, George Blah Blah. <laughs> they stole Navile the Navile Brothers. Right. Yeah, well, we've already told that story to the Navile Brothers. Yes, but I, we saw the whole video at a concert. 
I don't know what I the tour was. I don't know if we With actually... a little introduction by Jimmy saying, I don't know why Judge Reinhold was in it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, maybe we did. I really don't remember. That sounds vaguely familiar. It was an intermission. Oh, I, think, I think you're right. I think we did. Yeah. Because it's on the Tales from Margarita Vision VHS. I, I want to say that we saw the video at a show about the time that, that VHS Probably. tape was released. Probably. I'll but I just check. don't, I came and I don't know what years I'll check my set list and see if I made mention of that. My so memory, that's so good. No music video. Homemade music. Done in 1988, directed by Jeff Stein, who was at that point a very hot director who had a lot of things on MTV, so of course we figured this would get on. This was our cast of thousands of Hollywood extravaganza video that never got on anything. We spent uh, close to a week doing this 24 hours straight of shooting it. Uh, Judge Reinhold, for some reason, pops into it, and I don't know what he, to this day, he was doing there. So uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting video to look at from this perspective. I can sort of understand why somebody wouldn't put this on television when I look at it. Uh, but I guess that's the thing about going through this phase. I think right after this video was the point where I thought, who needs it? Uh, if this is what I got to do to remain popular, then I would rather go to the beach. So now that uh, we seem to have survived without videos, it's, it's kind of humorous to be able to look back at them and appreciate them almost as home movies as this, instead of things that make or break your career. So I think you'll have to chuckle at this. I sure do. This is homemade music. And there are no bucket children in this video. So Buffalo World is not entirely correct in saying that it never saw the light of day. A good two or three seconds of it saw the light of day. Yeah. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. And a good point it was. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> well, stop and talking about my manhood. I, and the, the band is shining on this song. It, it, the band, let's talk the band for a minute. This is right after Floor Days and right after apparently when Jimmy shaved his mustache when <laughs> this album came out. Yeah. The I band want... is different. You oh know, yeah, yeah. He he got like Josh a, Leo is gone, and and he went to the Volt Stack sound with uh, Duck Dunn and Steve Cropper. Yes, yeah, Steve Cropper helped me. What what else is? He? I don't know his whole history, but I know him from the Blues Brothers band. Okay, that's, that's he was how in the I Blues know Brothers him. band. Okay, but yeah, they're very famous for uh, for that New Orleans sound. And Hugh McCracken, I guess Phil's brother. No. <laughs> So, acoustic, I mean, he's playing acoustic guitar and the man, mandolin, the dobro, everything. And bass harmonica. Smart woman. Yes, bass harmonica. Yeah, and smart woman, real short skirt. Is Fingers even in here? Yeah, he is. He's listed. Um, although he doesn't play a lot, I think the one song yeah, that I really him. noticed him on was Prince of Tides, I believe. We got the Memphis Hordes in here. Which I think flows on some of the, the horn stuff started on Floor Days. And then you got this yeah. album and the Neville Brothers are guesting. Steve Winwood singing. James What's... Taylor was uh, back up. Yep. And Timothy B. Schmidt. It's almost like a mini less to chill here. A lot of guests on this one. I mean, he always had guests, but this one has a lot. Rita Coolidge again. Mm -hmm. Grover Washington Jr. Oh, so he's doing this, sax. That's right. I forgot about that. And that's what living is to me. And Patty's favorite song of all time. So, should we move on to track two? Track two. <laughs> Mick can lead us into track two. I am two. already on record as, as loving this song. This is, I've already, it's already in my top ten. 
whatever episode that was. And I still like it. I love the song. I just I love that whole style of music for one thing. And I just think it's a great song. It's like suburban blues. Yeah. Instead of my baby done left me, it's baby's gone shopping. <laughs> And uh, since you raved about it before, and then I had another listen to it, I mean, I, I enjoyed the song, too. I just kind of felt like filler. I think uh, we've kind of gone up against each other on this one. I, I think I was on record as not liking it very much. Uh, sorry, you're breaking up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were still on. You haven't said anything in so long. <laughs> I, this is what I was they're rambling on and on over there. <laughs> I know he thought he was gone. I really thought. He's watching. We wouldn't know. He's got his fuzzy pillow. <laughs> Again, it sounds good. I don't know what they, if anybody says this album doesn't sound. It sounds terrific. Yeah, the album is produced by Utley and C- Russ Kunkel, but except for three A few songs, which uh, Ralph McDonald produced, and you and there is a little bit of a difference, I think. Songs so far, we haven't got to any of those. Track three. Track three. Next. Okay. Bring back the magic. Bring back the magic. Three to Coolidge. And it was the second single, I believe, from it. Usually they say this was the single, and it's like, yeah, sure it was. Only the record company knows that it's the single, but I actually did hear this one on the radio. I I, uh, I have no problems with the song. <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, it's good to know. <laughs> I don't have anything really good to say. Oh, I like the Red Sky at Night, Red yeah, Sky at Dawn. Cool. This is an old saying my dad used to say all the time, so mm-hmm. I always liked that but a lot. You probably didn't mention the gypsy song part. No, I, I did. Original to Jimmy. Except, you know, I am Hungarian, so the gypsy speaks to me. Track four. My Barracuda. Jimmy and the Neviles. Interesting lyrics when you think about it. Feel actually... Yeah, yeah, this this probably right. could have made it onto the uh, scary songs. Probably yeah, yeah, have. this is. Ooh, we didn't think about that one. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Mike. He scared Mike. <laughs> Ooh, are you scared? No, he's really burrowing in. Oh, that, that frightens me just thinking about it. Did you actually do your homework, Mike? <laughs> more chocolate. I want more chocolate. <laughs> the uh, this one or the last one? This homework. <laughs> no, I did not listen to the record recently. You pimped us out. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Two weeks. Just just uh, walking through the tracks here um, brings back the memories. <laughs> it brings back the magic. <laughs> <laughs> brings back the magic. Uh, yeah, but I do I, recall that this was not one of my favorite tracks on the on this record. I don't seek this song out, but it, it sounds cool. It's, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a weird song. You know, I'll be curious to see what he wrote it about. And it's written by Utley and Kunkel and Buffett and Cropper. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those studio collaborations, it seems to me. It's got that, I mean, the, the Blues Brothers kind of thing. The blues stuff. A little. A little bit of the, like, beat line or the beat. I, I, I don't mind the song. I mean, I like the song. Moving on to track five. Next one, Jesse Winchester tune. Yeah, I did not know that he wrote this, so I'm not have to seek that out now. Seek out the original. L'Air de la Louisiane. Um, you know, I listened to it. I mean, it's a be- beautiful sounding song. But here is uh, deeper into the New Orleans stuff, I think. But I thought it was some kind of like uh, just a traditional arrangement, some old song I didn't know yeah. about, but from 74. <laughs> before, probably before he took off to, 
Canada. This is actually one of the uh, yeah. standouts for me. I like this one right up there with uh, the best on this property. Yeah, listening to when we do these homeworks and there's these hidden gems, this is kind of one yeah, of those. It's nice to hear. Really nice to hear. And I've forgotten completely about it. It has a really good sound. It's, it's, uh, it's a very well done song. I like yeah, it the, the vocal work is really good. Yep. We're just breezing through this. Yeah, I know. Well, now we hit. Now we hit. This could be like a, a one night edit. Standout for me here. Big standout. Next song is Prince of Tides, named Off after one of my one of my favorites on here. Yeah, named yes. after. I, the... I love the uh, narrative beginning mm -hmm. and ending. Yeah, named after the Pat Conroy novel. And after hearing this song, you had to go out and buy the novel and read it. Yeah, I did that too. And uh, it was really good. And I thought it was kind of interesting that Pat Conroy's book after this was called Beach Music. Oh, that's right. I so, did not read that one. I don't think it was an homage to Buffett's song, but it's just an inter interesting coincidence. Yeah, Buffett writes, I mean, has a song, love the song, I get the book, read it, then a movie later on. Yeah, I by Barbara still Streisand seen the movie. Oh, oh, I kind oh. of avoided the movie. It was pretty much the book, but it was well known. No, it wasn't. It was part of the book. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I love Say the Last Dance for Me at the end. Yeah, I that love was nice. It. That was nice. Yeah, that's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, I can't get enough of that. And then the Biles do a great job with it. it. It just, the way it starts out with the narrative and the, and it just kicks right into the song. And then it, uh, at the end, you're waiting for it to kick in again. And it fades out. And now. Patty takes over. Wake up, Patty. It's your it's turn. It's time. I Patty to Patty, Patty's making way too much noise over there. Let's <laughs> let's let's give it up, people, to pre you. For me, I'll just say it right now. You take the song title and actually the song, and it's the biggest. There's a biggest gap between the two of any Buffett song. <laughs> I I love the whole concept of using pre you as the title, and I just cannot ever ever have gotten into the song. Yeah. I actually didn't yeah. mind it the last time I heard it, but it is really laid back. Yeah, it's just oh, to the point of being too laid back. I can't believe it's only... Maybe that's the point. Maybe he wants to lull his new lover into just falling asleep, and then he can like race off and be with the pre-you woman. This is only five minutes and 19 seconds long. I thought it was <laughs> eight minutes long. If rivaling alternate. But no, seriously, Betty. I'm sure you have good reason. But it's okay if you like it. Uh, Joe's going to be silent now. I hear Genesis music playing in the background, so he's not going to be able to concentrate. It's, it's 1984 all over again. Joe's favorite band. Uh, a little Rick Springfield joke if any, nobody heard it. Yeah, probably. So, Pat, seriously, what do you think of pre you? <laughs> okay. Track eight. What about you, Wink? I do not care for this one. I agree with Schmo. I was uh, intrigued by the title and the concept, but it lost me. Yeah, it never had me for the title. I'm probably unfairly dismissing it because I didn't like it the first few times I tried to listen to it. I the know. same thing could kind of be said about King of Somewhere Hot, track eight. Really? And that it's a great song what? title. I'm not trashing the song, tune. but it seems like this song should be better by just the title. The song should be better than what it is. And I think it is because this song is almost kind of laid back, too. Not Obviously not as much as Pre-You. But it could go with the little 
bit of a rhythm change, speed it up a little, make it more of a party song, and then this album would probably get a better review on Amazon. <laughs> but uh, I do like the song, and I love the fact that it's all steel drum based, and it's all about you know king of being king of your beach towel. And... But you're looking for a, like a rock. Yeah, this of... this this could be the lajname of this album, but it's not. Yeah. No, yeah, no there's guess, nothing uh, on this album like that. Yeah. The whole album is lacking the fast-paced, you know. And this song's a... produced by Ralph McDonald along with Pre You. And that's what living is to me, I think. So, yeah, you got the... Rock like, was the, really relaxed the days that yeah, he recorded this. Yeah, he was different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, the whole thing does have that. Nah, Jimmy, slow it down, slow it down, Jimmy. Okay. The concept is a little bit better than the song, I agree. But not as big a... Now, this, this just it's always has that uh, uh, special place because of Joe's <laughs> reaction without him. Yeah. On the boat that one time with uh, our wives. Yeah, it is. The and so, just at the uh, point where Buffett sings, like every man should be, Joe, like, turns obviously and looks, stares at his wife, nodding. <laughs> <laughs> we had a few beers on the boat. We had, we, you know, the, the week, I was almost, the album was probably out just about a week, and we were out on your boat with our. Why? Maybe you weren't even married yet. No, you're right. I don't think I was. Yeah, right. And uh, we're on the boat, and they're completely not appreciating the fact we're on the water, having some beers, listening to Jimmy Buffett. And Mike, also, every song, Mike goes, this might be my favorite song on the album. <laughs> and then next, another beer, another song. This might be my favorite song on the album. I, I don't think I said that for pre-you, though. <laughs> no, I think you... But you didn't say anything bad about it. The honeymoon was not over with this album yet. Mike was really, he was, he was in, we were having a good time on the boat. And yeah, by the time this song came on, I had a few beers and I was in my wife's face. Like every man should be. And then Mike found that amusing. It kind of just, I was inspired. Can't deny the amusement there. That was, that was amusing. I was inspired by Jimmy. I was only married a few months. If that... So you were still ballsy back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back before they, before yeah, before you better. They were pretty much. Like they were still attached. Before they were mantled. Yeah. Uh, uh, now we're on the track. Is it nine? Yep. The African we kind of alluded tune. to this already. Johnny Clegg and Savuka. I believe Johnny Clegg is from South Africa. And uh, if anybody's interested in the original version of this, it is available on iTunes because that's where I got my copy. And they play the original version on Radio Margaritaville yes. mm. fairly often because I have caught it more than once. Right, I have too. I think it's 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 very similar, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, they didn't change up too much. But I I really like this song. I thought they did a really good job with it. And I like the instrumentation of it. It's cool. This song, I think, although at the time it was, it did feel like a cash in to Graceland. Yeah, but so that's probably just that's unfortunate timing. State. Right, yeah. or yeah. that's it's yeah, okay because uh, what they what happened was uh, the African four, sounds were coming nine, into 65. the music now. Yeah, so that's just what happens. But uh, in this song does it always did get played? It still does once in a while in, in concert. Mm -hmm. Brick <laughs> told me his favorite song on this album. Well, well it's not the next one. <laughs> 
It's not. I thought it might be. That. No, I forget what he said. Next he just one's told a me. scary one. He mentioned this song. Oh yeah, week. this is a scary song. He's afraid of this song That's for some right. reason. I don't know why. Even though it mentions no sardines or peanut butter at all, <laughs> Greg doesn't like the next song. Smart woman in a real short skirt. I shouldn't say he doesn't like it. He thought it was he's, scary. He's afraid of it. This song is about being in my forties and the eighties. That's old. Yeah. Forties, jeez. Marshall Chapman making a return to co-writing with Jimmy. Were they an item at this time? Were they an item at all? I thought they were. That was the rumor, I thought, at one point. Oh, because really? wasn't that, uh, there was a, a breakup at some point there of, uh, or yeah, a, a separation at some point of Buffett's marriage. Right. And rumor was that she was instrumental or somehow involved. Instrumental. Ford corresponding life with the politically they had a big kiss on stage. I'm thinking. Is it that concert where they had the big kiss on stage? Yeah, Bill and I had. It was after this song, I believe. They did this song live. No, it wasn't. It was Perfect Partner. There you go. This is all news to me. I say really. Now I have to check myself as page for that too. I don't think I don't think we we knew anything about it. It wasn't until like the album after this or Last Mango. Was Last Mango like three albums after this or something? Oh, was Last Mango before? I can never remember. No, Last Mango was before this. After this, after this was Off to See the Lizard, and before this was Florida Days. Yeah, Last Mango was before Florida Days. Right, because he still had the mustache. Okay, never mind. I always mix those up. I always think that Riddles and Mango. Mango was probably like eighty-two or three, wasn't it? Wait, hold on. I'm going to find this out. Joe's checking his notes, so we're watching him. So the paper. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to my laptop right now on the Wi-Fi, and I'm going to see if I can find it. In his brain. Yeah, the discography in my brain says that, yeah, Last Man goes right after Riddles. Then you had the greatest hits, or hit. Then Floor Days in Hot Water. So it might have been, they might have been done by this point. But I didn't even know this is all news to me. Yeah, actually, that's true, because the the lunch could last forever, and there's another song on there that's about dating his wife again. I think uh, Boomerang Love. So, um, yeah, so on Blizzard, which is the album after this. Yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah, they're probably, their little fling. Yeah, he had a, well, they had, like, a like separation and stuff like that, so... We're gossiping. We're, wow. we're resorting to gossip now. We, we got stories. We become a gossip podcast. Yep, that's right. And then my favorite song on the album comes after Smart Woman, and that's what living is to me. He, he performed this the year before this album came out. We got a sneak preview of it, and I happened to record that concert, so we had... We had the sneak preview for a whole year listening to it, wondering how the song was going to sound. And it was really cool when it came out because it sounds pretty much the way he performed it. With yep. just solo guitar and a saxophone player. And so it was, and a spoken word introduction. I'd like to do a, a brand new song for you. We're working on a new album, but you know, soon come, they say. It's going to be good, I promise. It's pretty kick this song, I borrowed one line from Mark Twain. That's not a bad place to borrow. And uh, it was an inscription in a book called Following the Equator. The inscription read, Be good and you will be lonesome. 
after that theory, lot. So I took the line and took a little trip back down island to where it all began. And we came up with this little song for you called That's What Living Is to Me. came out and it was pretty much what we've been living with for a year so that was yeah, I enjoyed it was that. I enjoyed that a lot it was and it's great I remember so, singing along to your your tape of the, of the live show in the car at one point I think there were some uh, beers involved thanks Mike <laughs> in the car let's hope, a long any, time ago. let's hope anyone hearing you had some beers involved too <laughs> Our driver was not drinking at all. Oh, okay. That's better. <laughs> We're talking about the 80s. It was okay to drink and drive back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. It was a contest. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think you had to drink and drive. We turn off the TV again like last time. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're getting away. I could find my way home. Wow. The Zodiac Lounge is closing. <laughs> at least that side. Wow. But just a terrific song. Sounds great. Lyrics are awesome. I mean, I don't want to... What else can you say? We don't want to be a dead horse, but... Blah, blah, blah. Overall, this is the first album without the mustache. It has a really cool album cover. Did we know that he lost the mustache before the album came out? Because I was wondering... I didn't. I didn't. Was, it, was it the back cover where we realized, oh my God, he shaved off his trademark mustache. I think it's the end of the world. Yeah, because there was an Arlo and Janice... Soon after this came out, remember the Arlo and Janice cartoon? And he's yeah, there was one. Yeah, he's looking at. He gets home. He he opens up a CD or something. Then he goes to Janice and says, "Look, look, Jimmy Buffett shaved his." uh, And the kids there, I think, I think it went like this. Jimmy Buffett shaved his mustache, and he's smiling. He's walking around, looking at the CD, and I believe the kid turns to the mother and says, "We're never going to be rich, are we?" Or something (laughs) like that. Something to that. Does that sound familiar? Mike? Yeah, Anyone? Yeah, I, think, I might have even Bueller? saved that. I think I have it in the box somewhere. Yeah, I have it somewhere. I forgot about that until just now. <laughs> <laughs> this, well, this podcast ended. Oh. <laughs> and that back cover is uh, not on the CD. Yeah, not on, on the CD. It was on the LP, but it was on the outer box of the CD. We got a little, uh, just for you, another, jeez. Oh, Okay. Uh, no, not a joke. We don't want to hear the joke. Wait for the souls of the damned to stop howling. <laughs> it, it comes out perfectly. <laughs> Just for your listening pleasure, Mike, we have a little skit for you. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Can you sense my excitement? It's a little bedtime story for you. <laughs> yeah, a little bedtime, yeah. So, uh, uh, we just let's go right into it. Action. A guy goes to the supermarket and notices an attractive woman waving at him. She says hello. He's rather taken aback because he can't place why he knows her. So he says, Do you know me? I think you're the father of one of my kids. Now his mind travels back to the only time he has ever been unfaithful to his wife and says, My God, are you the stripper for my bachelor party that I made sweet love to on the pool table with all my buddies watching? Why, your partner whipped my butt with wet celery? She looks into his eyes for a while, and finally, she says calmly, No, I'm your son's teacher. (laughs) Another quip. 
moment. Then hear the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Short summers, long days, hit the beaches, catch some rays. Hibernate until June, live it up, it's gone too soon. When you live on the North Coast, manage your time. To get to the best of three months, you gotta get through nine. That's life on the North Coast That's life on the North Coast Oh, next consolation, I still didn't hear the punchline.